And the winner is... Arctic Monkeys! That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system. Sounding better than ever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys, Last Shadow Puppets episodes, bonus podcasts, watch-alongs, plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services. Yeah, this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes, but with subscribers, it will never die. Thank you very much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, yeah, we'll invoice you for the subscription if we need to. We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, though? Don't Believe the Art. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, Series 2, Episode 7. We're flying through and we're into the second Ooh. half of the album now. It's all going on. No signs of stopping any time. Although we didn't do one last week. We just... So we're doing two this week. Excellent. This With week. me, Nick Lee, and over there, berserk as fuck, it is Mr. Dan Hall. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. How are A you? preview of the next song there in the Lyric of Chorosphere. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And, uh, well, we'll stave off any comments on the next song, obviously. This one, Cart Before the Horse. Cart Before yeah, the got, got Circus Before the be... Tent's Been Put Up. Anyway. Well, I'm not in a, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in generally good spirits, but I'm not in great spirits because poor Mr., um, as we record this, Poor Mr. Alex Turner is is ill with laryngitis and cute um, laryngitis. Cute laryngitis. He is cute. Oh, cute laryngitis. But it's not severe. Cute new laryngitis is keep popping up. Someone needs to do that. That's, the one, that's the one note I had written down for tonight. <laughs> acute. Well, you led me to it, unfortunately. You led my mind there. I know. I was just about to get my words out and then I realized I needed a bit of water. But yes, it. I saw a few of the clips of the Emirates gig on Saturday night and thought, oh, he seems to be struggling a bit there. And then it came to the Sunday night clips and you just thought, oh, shit. Well, my mate was there and he said that it was, um, he thought he was fine Saturday. He, he felt like he was holding back a bit, though, at certain points. Um, mm. And the Sunday sounded pretty ragged, though, didn't it, during the, I felt so sorry. I felt, I really cried when he was doing the, um, Fun. I thought there was a real passion in the in that particular lyric because of his voice being shit. You know, the um four four shows a, a week, uh, four, no, uh, five shows a week. Shows every day and every week. Because he's saying it, he's saying it in such pain because he's like he's he is the performer that's having to do all these shows even though he's fucked. Like, um, yeah, I feel sorry. I'm I'm also worried about that Glastonbury night being because I've got you know things lined up. I haven't bought any of it yet. I'm kind of holding out until tomorrow. I feel like if there's no announcement tomorrow, then I can do the the shopping for it, you know. Although I'll probably just get 
still anyway, but um, it'd take the shine off the Mac- Arctic Monkeys theme drinks, wouldn't it? If I, which I'll post on the socials. Oh, yeah. But um, maybe I'll still, I'll probably still do them, but um, I'm just worried that they're going to cancel. But I don't think they will. I think he'll be on the best shit, getting the best treatment. You know, kind of like, you got he's got to be on stage for Friday, Doc. Do what you need to do, private, all that shit. I yeah. imagine. I do, yeah. I do feel sorry for the for the Irish fans, though. Obviously, they, I do they don't, they don't get as many gigs as us. But apart from it, the ones that are being help, really mean spirited about it, or not just yeah. them, but generally people, like it's just like you know, oh, what do you, Rockstar what, what do you didn't want? used to worry about laryngitis. No, they just used to die <laughs> in a pool of their own vomit. Is that what you everyone want? was everyone was so fucked back then. It didn't matter that they didn't sound yeah. like the voice properly. That was the way. I mean, you couldn't tell if Liam Gallagher had laryngitis for the way that he'd sing anyway in the nineties, so it would have mattered anyway. Yeah, it, but... He's already got it now. He's, that's the thing. His, his, vo- his voice is shocked. That's why he's he's on this like keep fit thing, and he's looking after himself now, Liam Gallagher, because he's, he's he needs the money from the tours, and his voice is just worse than. I wonder ever. what it is because because Alex had it during the AM tour, but that was a huge tour, so I can imagine it taking its toll. This one massive, has been huge, yeah. but not as big. Um, do you think it's just 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 the new, the new singing or like maybe pulls a bit more. I don't know how right. it works really. If, or he's just yeah. caught some. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Can you get laryngitis? I was surprised he still speak did. a lot. Can you just pick it up naturally? Could I get it? I, I've had it. I've had it, and it's it's not nice. You might have just picked it up on the travels yeah. then. Um, I yeah. Hopefully he'll be okay. But yeah, I don't obviously feel sorry for the the Irish fans, but they are refunding and they'll probably reschedule it. At some point, or I mean, I don't fit, something fit something in, yeah. Um, then the thing people don't realize is what it is, isn't it? Because it's it's an outdoor gig, isn't it? So it's diff- that's more difficult to reschedule because you've got our permits, like stuff with the cat local council, and all sorts of things. So it's not a type of thing where you can say, Oh, we'll come back in a month. Yeah, I saw someone in Ireland suggesting that they just just do it at this arena there instead, like to reschedule it at that if it's too difficult because you know, still get to see yeah. them. But, but the fact that they're refunding people makes me out. think. And they will reschedule because you they're refunding. So will you have to rebook or will it be free, do you think? Because normally you just reschedule it. They've refunded, which makes me think that they won't be putting another gig back in the diary. Yeah. yeah which well, is a shit. If our predictions are right that the next album is going to be fairly soon after this cycle, then hopefully they won't have as long to wait. No. Um, and look, it's one of those things, isn't it? But I don't think people being annoyed at Alex is really... What do you want? Like he sounded, he sounded dreadful on Sunday at points. So if you just what do you what do you want to go and see, if you went and seen him and he sounded like that all night, you'd be on socials moaning about him sounding shit. So and then he'd be really ill and possibly damage his voice permanently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We'd never hear just as he's getting going with the old singing as well. I want more of that for you. That's it. I don't want him to damage it now. Um, I did see some someone on Reddit suggest that the rest of the band should just come and do an instrumental set. It's like, what, what are you on? What, and the are crowd just mental? sing? The crowd just yeah. sing? That's awful. That's an awful idea. That's the, that's I'd rather, why don't you just say, I'd around. rather you just, Helder just took the entire vocal mantle for the gig than, than, than <laughs> have the crowd just sing into an instrumental just, version. Just uh, 90 minutes of brick by brick. Why would you want to pay for that? Like, I, I mean, I would like to see that, but not. In fact, no, I wouldn't actually. Quid. And I'm saying it. No, no, I need. I want. No, it'd be depressing. Yeah, it, it would be. It'd be, it'd be it'd like be when Thingy died. You know, when um, 
that band died, and I went. I went to see that they were opening for Blossoms, Viola Beach, and they died. And they, Beach, they, yeah. they still played the set, but there was no band there, and the, and it was a bit. I'm not. It was very so very weird, sad, that. but weird, very eerie. Like to have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a strange yeah. atmosphere that was. Yeah, and I'm everyone was, everyone was the same, it, obviously, but you know. even though some of Viola Beach's songs were like proper bangers and like good, like little dancey, mm, dancey good, like yeah. pop tunes, but you just didn't want to. You didn't want to dance. I was no, because like, it's, another, it's a band that aren't pie. there, and you know why they're not there because they all died a tragic death only a couple of months ago. So yeah. like, you're not going to have a good time. It's like a, it's like a memorial. To, it was odd anyway, but yeah, it'd be like that. And obviously, not as like the, the death element, but it would just be weird to just have them. That's like saying, why not just go to the stadium and they just play the play the set, but the actual recorded tracks, and you just all have a dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's um. It, it, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit depressing. Now. I remember when um, we got the hive thing we just to do Alex's bit. For oh the whole... God, oh, man. <laughs> trying to smash himself in the fucking face with something again. I um when when the Libertines were splitting up, they obviously still had all these touring commitments that they couldn't get out of. So Pete wasn't there. Pete had been kicked out, and they just replaced him with the the guitarist who ended up being Dirty Pretty Things. And just watching videos of it is the bleakest thing ever. You can tell mm. Carl doesn't want to be there, having to sing everything. Because yeah. as much as Carl's talented as well, Pete's the main draw for that band. Yes, yeah, and you and and both, you know. Um, but yeah, it would be weird. It's you just cancel, and also it'd be weird for them to go out and do it without Alex, and that they've literally it's... never gone out and performed without Alex as a band. So that would be really weird. Um, yeah, just cancel it, and I mean, he can't sing. Because his voice is fucked. I think I think some people kind of get the feeling that he cancelled in order to save his voice for Glastonbury because they prioritised that. But it's not that that is a fact that's a a byproduct of it is that he will be able to do that, but he wouldn't have been able whether Glastow they were doing Glastow or not, he wouldn't have been able to do those Dublin shows because the doctors told him to stop. And I'm sure Domino have insurance on them and they can't afford to like you know, have something happen to his voice, you know, so there's all sorts of lawyers involved saying, no, he can't. If the doctor says he can't, then he can't. It's not up to... There'll be a certain point where it's not actually up to the band, you know. It's like if a film star wants to do a stunt and then they assess it and they go, no, the stuntman has to do this. It's not, we're not going to take the risk of you doing it. <laughs> it's too much of Even a risk. Even Tom Cruise so, isn't allowed to occasionally, do all Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> has... Just, say no, Tom. He can do what he wants because he has dirt on everyone from the Scientology. In fact, what am I doing? No, not bad mouth in the Scientology. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Sorry, guys. Didn't say anything. Love didn't actually you. come out. Didn't actually come out. Didn't love actually you. come out. Oh, God. Love the way you cover you Come around filming like, me like... rape. Guy outside my house tomorrow with a video camera filming. Um, I might do it. I might just come in disguise and, and do it just to. Just I'd to be impressed if a Scientologist is listening to this and reports me. Um, but anyway, I'm Alex. <laughs> so, so either when you hear this, they will have gone out and done a glorious Glastonbury and will have watched it, or well, either they won't have done Glastonbury, they'll have gone out and it will be a really troubled Glastonbury like the first one because his voice will start playing up. Or it'll be a triumphant, his voice is healed, and he, they do a great set, which is obviously the option that we all want for them. Actually, yeah. I, I still don't see how they can top 2013. But something else I saw, actually. You don't always have um, to, though, once you've done one. I've seen, you know, watch different bands ones, and there's always one that's better. And I think yeah. you don't, it's, it's, it's hard to top. It's always timing, time and a place, timing. Everything came together for that one. So it's hard to recreate that now. But sometimes they just like when you do it a lot like radiohead coldplay and that sometimes they're just people just go in to see you do a festival set so it's not like a big 
You know what I mean? They've done the special one and they'll do a special one again when they're older, maybe. When they haven't done some of the old stuff for eight years or something. But this one, yeah. Feels like because of the pandemic, it doesn't feel like a lot of they've done a lot in that ten years. Even though they've had two albums, because if it wasn't for the pandemic, we might have had three uh, yeah. albums since. Uh, oh well, the AM tour took up a lot of that on the break after. But to be fair, but yeah, the pan- yeah we might have had you know, but then they probably won't be doing this Glastonbury if the pandemic can't happen because the yep. car would have been out earlier. So hey, everything yeah. happens for a reason. Oh, eh? sliding doors! It makes me laugh. People <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's going to be all right for Glastonbury to get the money from that." It's like bands barely make any money from Glastonbury. It's not about the money with Glastonbury. It's about the prestige no. and what have you, and the, the album sales you get off the back of it. Like bands, bands don't even. They break definitely even get more money for the all the Dublin shows that the, oh the Dublin show they've cancelled that they've refunded. Yeah. They definitely would have got more money for that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely they would. Absolutely they would. Oh, Domino yeah, wouldn't just let that go easily either. That's why I mean, like, it would have had to have been doctor's orders for Domino to be like, okay, yeah, because they don't want to lose all that fucking money. I mean, you know, oh. Franz Ferdinand doing like <laughs> academies now. <laughs> um, but um, but anyway, yeah. So that'll either be that or it'll be glorious or not. We're next. Well, tomorrow night we won't know either. Tomorrow night we're recording the This House of Circus pod. So. In a week, you'll be able to hear us still debating whether it happened, or we might know tomorrow. We might have had an announcement that it's not happening. So yeah, you, you won't re- really until on... until the bad thing. You won't know if the bad thing happened. That's not the drums from the bad thing. Sorry. Bad also, the bad thing isn't actually after. No, it is, isn't it? It is after a few of there beware, isn't it? No, the next one will be a few of there beware next week. So the joke doesn't work either. Well, you know. If you don't, if tomorrow we don't know more, then you'll have to wait another week, and then you'll know if they were there. Beware. Elders didn't go on Joe Wiley last night either. In the end, because they probably because they besieged with questions. But I'm assuming. Oh, I don't know actually, because weren't they meant to be playing in Ireland when that was? Mind you, it was half seven. He was meant to be on, so they wouldn't have been on stage in Ireland yet. So maybe he was going to do it from backstage or something. But either way, he didn't do that backstage on. before they go on stage. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Elders would. You think so? He seems like, to have a cheap, cheeky chapter. Having a few mugs and mugs. You got me saying Anyway, what what are we uh, chat abouting tonight? Anyway, never we, mind next uh, week. Never mind. Yeah. We're chatting about. Let's go to, let's go to the um, path. Do me a favor. Um, a song played at the last Glastonbury, probably. Um, yeah. Almost definitely. Uh, not the last one. Sorry. The the first one. one was it played at the last and, one? It's 2013 as well. Yeah, they made two out of three. Is it going to be a free? Is there going to be any at the free? We don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, do me a favour. A, um, a class uh, for me, uh, uh, a classic probably up there. It's up there. Well, actually, much to talk on that. So let's. We got a lot. So let's play the track because much to discuss on that. Much Over to discuss. Over a bucket. Of balls. Over a Let's have a listen. You know what? That'd be a good. That'd be a good new segment for if there's like a, a topic that's interesting from any of the information for us to discuss. Much to discuss. It's a shame there's not like a good live version I can use for the jingle. I think they only mm. played it. Not done it on the radio. Played... Like, no, I don't think so. I'll have a look yeah. anyway. I'll, I'll I'll sort that out. For Why tomorrow. not? You won't. All the other Let, let's let's put that in for a week late. In a week late, you're not going to do it for tomorrow. Are you? Although I don't have any clips tomorrow, I don't think, as of yet. Fuck for that. Right, brilliant. <laughs> I'm gonna find some now, just out of spite. Right, go on. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it sounds like a you thing to do. Right, let's have a fucking <laughs> listen to do me a favour before I go mental. Do me a favour. Well the morning was complete. 
So you went for the old, went for the old multicam um, live at the old Apollo. Yes, yeah. because I couldn't find the Glastonbury 2007 version in a decent quality. I, the way he holds us to drum that always intrigues me because it's just yeah. it's it's an odd position that he's in. Having to I've never it. noticed the position in before. No, I've, I've thought about it for 20 years. I can't, <laughs> I can't even before we did it. No, um, 15 years. Ago, one. <laughs> it's not. Um, shall we do the um, the information action ratio and get into it? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. The information action ratio ain't that the place to go? Do me a favor is the seventh track and is three minutes and 29 seconds long. You see, because I didn't do the thing, but because of your face, I'm now thinking about I was... how I didn't do the thing, so I may as well have oh, done you... the thing now. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to finally avoid it, and then you've... you may as well have just done it. What are we doing that with laryngitis? I wouldn't be, no. No, no, he wouldn't be either, obviously. That's what you meant. No, I mean, not me. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you meant that. Obviously, Alex wouldn't be doing it, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um, yes, it's uh, 3 minutes 29 seconds long. It has 131.2 million streams on Spotify. So it's significantly higher than Deers for Dangerous and Balaclava, but not top-tier streams-wise for this record. It is 90 beats per minute and is in the key of B minor. Wrong key, though. Other key tracks in B minor are A Man Whose Name Perfectly Describes the Blandness of His Music, It's Vanilla Ice with Ice Cold. Are all these tracks just variants on his name? Or what does it really like? It's Alex Turner's biggest fanboy, after me and Nick, of course. It's Bob Dylan with Everything Is Broken. And ironically, this is what I'd wish I had handy if I had to listen to them. It's Anthrax with Harm's Way. There you go. It has been played live 459 times, which is um, actually much higher than I expected for some reason, but 459 times. Firstly, on February 10th, 2007 at the Leadmill Sheffield, and lastly, on March 13th, 2023 at Zep Haneda, Tokyo. So it was cracked out for the Asian and Australian tour and also the South American tour last year. Just didn't make it to Europe. More's the pity. Um, so it keeps coming up that lead mill gig, and I remember that I had a um, 
I so this was a secret gig. I remember at Lead Mill. It was before the album came out, and they just did this secret gig, and it was live on Radio One. And I think they only announced it a couple of hours before it was going to be live. And I remember I had a ripped listen to it live, and then I had like a, a pirated copy of it. And I was looking at the set list because a lot of the songs have come in there. So I'm just going. It's not a bonus round. Just just a quick little uh, just to see for the opening. And uh, what do you think they opened with? Two opening songs on this this gig. They did 15 tracks all in. When the sun goes down in Brian Stone. Nope. They opened with This House is a Circus live debut and Balaclava live debut, which is a ballsy oh, no. move, isn't it? Yeah. And then they went into, I want to hear. Then they went into a bit on the dance floor. Um, they did uh City Home, Dance Shoes, Classic, These for Dangerous live debut. Uh, Flush Adolescent Live debut came in after When the Sun Goes Down and From the Rich to the Rubble. Then they did Do Me a Favor, Temp Track In, Live debut. What do you think? Um, okay. So they did The View From. So this is how they ended it, okay? The View From, Brian Storm, Live debut. Strange that that wasn't the opening one, but yeah. Um, Leave Before the Lights Come On, number 13. Copy of this. Um, and then they did another track, and then they ended with a certain romance, standard fare at the time. What was in between? So they've just done View from Brian Storm, then Leave for the Lights Come On. They did another track, and it's from the Favorite Worst Nightmare era. And then they did a certain romance. What do you think? So and it was a live debut in, of this track. You saying it's from the I said, era? I said era. I said era. Is it if you found this, it's probably too late? No, but I seem to have a memory of them actually opening with that over this house as a circus, but it's not here on set list of them. But I'm I remember they have this memory of them opening. Maybe it was a different gig that was on the radio, but I had a memory of this. Um, if you found this is probably too late being this song they opened with, but but um, no, it's not. But you were right to stay on the, the B side route, so it was. So they did Brian Stanley for that's one. What if you were right first time? That was gonna be the next, yeah, and then a certain yeah, romance. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty cool little set if you were at that gig. Let us know because it sounds like it was cool as fuck, to be honest, to be there hearing those this tunes is for the first time. When I was searching for a clip of Do Me a Favour for this episode, I found a, fest a Pink Pop Festival in 2007. I looked through the set list to see if it was on there. It wasn't, but um, that, that that was on there. So that, that's that's why that's why those two were in my head because one of them was played, yeah. I did, found a I did find a clip for that gig. But it was unusable. It was awful. There's no point. I mean, we're, it's 2007. Someone's right. phone. It was. It was crap. It wasn't worth it. So, so there are there are YouTube clips out there, but you know, I wouldn't bother. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so because this song features, um, so I obviously was looking doing my research for "Do Me a Favor." Obviously, this song features somebody crying in it. And for some reason, when doing my research, what came up was an article on Farad Magazine, our favourite and least favourite magazine. It makes an appearance that they do a lot of Arctic Monkeys coverage. And to be fair, most of the time, it's quite good. It was just that one twit that did that awful yeah. worst songs list. But um, um, although I do feel sympathy for him because I feel like he started with good intentions, didn't want to put B-sides in there and just had to put in good songs <laughs> at that point because he realised yeah. that Arctic Monkeys don't have that many bad songs. <laughs> well, a, got deadlines. Yeah. Man, he could have just not, yeah, he could have just come up with a different idea, I guess. Just do the 10 best songs. Um, <laughs> that's been done to his editor over cigar. That's been done to death. Yeah. Jones. But the enemy have always done it. <laughs> I can't do it. The editor's a 1950s journalist from America. <laughs> no, Spider Man, Scoop get me a photo. There's, there's, no, um, there's no good. <laughs> there's too there's many. Cigarette good. in his trail, Everyone else is doing the good list. We want the worst list. Um, 
<laughs> be shining shoes out on the lobby if you're not right. anyway uh, you're going on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so it was an article where alex named two songs that make him cry because they were asking him about the car um and uh presumably um songs that would be an emotional album or perhaps oh uh, did you mention crying in mirror but uh, crying come up on the album at some point but anyway they, they did an article about it and they mentioned do me a favor in it which is why it came up i think on my search so there's two songs he picked that they said they make him cry um don't worry it's not a bonus round you've already cut them up so they're just straight up so um one is a film as a song called le chose de la vie by Philippe Sade. I apologize to any French listeners for, for absolutely butchering that. But he said on this, oh, should, we, should we say what he said after we listen to it? Would that make more sense? Yeah. Yeah, go on, let's have a listen to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do it that way. Play Phil. It. Phil Sade and whatever he was saying. <laughs> Philippe Sade. Let's have a listen. So before, yeah, so before we give our thoughts, Alex said on this, it does a pretty good job of stirring up emotions about getting anywhere near words, which is something I'm becoming more interested in as time goes by. Indeed that's you it, are, Alex. That's it. Might have to if his voice That's a beautiful piece of music, he said. <laughs> um, get lost in. The, yeah, um, I, obviously it's instrumental, obviously it's, yeah, as he says, uh, it's, it's it's like a film score-esque, isn't it? I think it, it said a lot, it says a lot, A, Last Shadow Puppets, and B, I did think when the sweeping sort of strings come in at the end, and it's weird because we, we do our Last Shadow Puppets subscriber pod, subscribe now, people. Um, we do that and and we talk about that kind of sound a lot, don't we? And it's interesting to hear that on this, it's kind of messed with my brain a bit because I'm like, no, it's not that pod but um it did this those strings at the end there do feel like the car a bit to me like the, the album not the, the song add the song but yes, they definitely do yeah it's there's something familiar there and then furthermore he then picked out as a second song to make him cry um he picked out nat king cole's where did everybody go i should have listened to that and i mean anything by nat king cole gets me but this in particular, I, I nearly died getting this clip last night. I was just like, oh, well, I've got a lot to say on this. Well, a bit to say, but something I've specially made involving this. I know you have. you heard it? It's... No, no, I've not heard it. I, I know this oh. song. I've not heard. Oh. I've not heard the thing you've made because you specifically asked me not to. Oh, you've seen the picture. So you know that it was involved in this. I was confused as to how you yeah. knew it was involved in this. Yeah. All right, go, go play it. Play it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> It wasn't my intention to eavesdrop But there a guy set two stools away And you could tell the bartender knew him And 
that he'd been there some other day. And while I sipped my libation, I overheard his conversation. This one, so Alex said before we say it, um, he said it has incredible vocals. The way it's laid out, it's got this introduction and the sweeping instrumental section that segues it into another song almost. It's a really simple, straightforward set of words just done in an excellent way, is what he said. So first of all, um, this is my job and this kind of thing. I love, as you know, swing this, all this kind of, this world. Um, again, why more predisposed to like stuff like Mirabal and that, but it was i've never heard this song before than if you have i wasn't familiar with it as a song I presume it's one of the songs that probably involving his dad as a youth that he, he picked up that way but yeah. i could see why at least i'd listened to it a lot and i could see why you know it might make you emotional or or something like that would just like you said very simple though but but and you can hear that in the strings again i think the car in there um so i listened to it a lot over the sort of because we were going to do this pod last week and we couldn't, so I was able to, to keep listening to to this and really liked it. But something was bugging me, and I couldn't get this thought out of my head with this track. I just couldn't get it out of my head of it being an influence. And for just for my own sanity, I put something together on some editing software, and I could be way off. It could be completely wrong when you listen to it. It's just me but I thought I'd share it anyway. And it doesn't work completely, but there's just something here, I think, a bit. So if you would play my uh, secret recording. It's, you've Great. I was looking forward to that, and now you've just made it sound sinister. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this secret recording is going to be like video footage of me sleeping. <laughs> if anyone's seen episode two of the new series of Black Mirror, then they'll have a chuckle about uh, secret recordings. There you go. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Excellent. I mean, right, let's, let's have a look at this. And this is, a, this is the first time I'm seeing and hearing this. So this is... This yeah, is a, yeah. There's a, no video visual the element first. to it. Don't worry. It's just audio. Okay. okay. I can close my eyes then, can't I? Just have a little, sn- a little snooze for three and a half minutes. Lovely stuff. <laughs> knackered. Knackered, mate. Right, let's have a look. Remember how I'd walk in what excitement there would be Never less than 20 people I had lots of friends, you see I gave the party I was the host Everyone loved me I was the most Real imported caviar And the hat check girl got 50 Just for lighting my cigar I kept them laughing Jokes by the yard Everyone loved me I was a car I had a girl, a 
consisted of mink and diamonds and pearls. Because she was mine, I glitter and shine. Life was a ball, wasn't it all? So cozy and fine, but nothing lasts forever. And the deepest well runs dry. Just 'cause I've stopped rolling sevens doesn't mean I have to cry. I'll take that nightcap one more won't show and incidentally maybe This has been episode seven. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm genuinely speechless. Don't you think um, that's mad? Like, I really intended it to be like one verse, but then it just kept working. So I was like, oh, right. That's really odd, isn't it? I'm I not saying for any means I... that they, they ripped it off or anything, but I think the influence has seeped through and it's it, it works perfectly as like a drum because this song doesn't have like a drum guitar bit, obviously, in it really much. So the strings work side by side quite well. There's a few clunky bits, obviously, but it's really weird, especially when it goes down to the breakdown of body pain with just the strings, his singing fits, and then the guitar bit, it fits, the sort of rockier bit. Really weird. Can we add this as like a subscriber benefit? You just send us the song every week and we'll put it <laughs> to the body pain instrumental. <laughs> because that, that could, this could run and run. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if every song, how many songs it's going to work for, but uh, that... Um... Oh, it'll work for all of them, Dan. <laughs> well, no, because it was just mad because I was listening to it walking around and I could just, I just kept thinking, all I kept hearing in my head was, do, 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 do. I thought there's something similar about this. So then I just underlaid it and I was like, shit. So the drums in the verse go alongside this original song. Really odd. And I think, yeah, I'll probably release it as a clip when this episode goes out. Um, on the socials and TikTok and stuff, but that is pretty crazy, isn't it? That it's because there's some points where it really works, really like scarily well about it, and it'd be really interesting for for Alex to maybe hear that <laughs> as well, probably unbeknownst to him, you know. I mean, if Alex isn't going to be available for Glastonbury, they should just get like a hologram just... of Nat King Cole. And just, <laughs> just do that. It's that weird, is isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? It was so weird. There's a bit where his voice goes high as well, and it even goes with like the body paint strings amping up and the drums like so odd so odd 
but yeah, I, that's been bugging me. So I'm glad I could finally share it with with the world. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm saying by any means they've ripped it off. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying. I'm saying an influence seep through from one of his favorite songs and in the writing process, clearly by rhythm, perhaps the rhythm, the way he's singing it, maybe you know somehow it's some kind of rhythm has seeped through by by just influence, I guess, isn't it? So you could do it, or, or maybe it's a complete coincidence. Doubt it though. I mean, it's just weird because I found this this week and then it just like clicked. Yeah, but but there you go. There you go. I'm quite proud of that, actually. And so well, I'm I'll, get that, I'll get that out on the socials. Um, one last thing on that. He said he's, he also revealed the song that he would want to be played at his funeral. Name a song that you would think Alex might want to be played at his funeral if you want. He said, no, okay, go on. It's so, going to be a joke this, isn't it? I don't I think he's being serious, but it, you could, it is a joke answer, but he's also being deadly serious, I think, at the same time. I listen to the track and I, I don't know. I could do. I know he is joking. He is joking. I'm joking. Um, I could do. <laughs> We've been talking about that this week, funnily enough. Um, sorry, mate. Sorry to hear that. No, no, there's a bit in the last episode of Succession where one of the guys does I could do. And I was like, I was like, is that I could do? I was like, Jesse's sleeping in a bit of I could do to the Succession final. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, in, the, in the same um, credit to Simon Mayo for pointing that out, I should say, not, not myself. The, the DJ, we weren't hanging out. I was listening to him on the podcast. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we weren't just having a coffee. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Turner revealed that uh, in contrast with the moving songs that stir up deep emotions in him, he picked Dance Commander by Electric Six. Depends what kind I mean, of funeral you want, I, mean, I guess. He joked. <laughs> I didn't bother clipping it up because it's clearly a joke, but um, listen to it. It's good track. I like, I like Electric Six a bit. I, um, I like it. Shall we do the album? If we can recover from that, shall, and we'll, we'll probably have to redo that when we finally get to body paint in a couple of years. But um, shall we? Um, yeah, <laughs> I kind of kept that under my hat for for years. I had to get that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah should we do some reveals. The Guardian said, while their debut seemed founded in music of the 21st century, from the strokes to the libertines, here there are hints of woozy psychedelia on the fantastic Do Me a Favor. Um, also, when I searched Do Me a Favor reviews, a TripAdvisor review came up for the dolphin in Canterbury. Someone's put a £15 burger, Do Me a Favor. So there you go. You got that. <laughs> um, to the enemy greatest list and where this was placed at number six. And we'll discuss this. In I was going to say, I bet it's high. Yeah, we'll discuss it in a minute. But they said, "Housing the ultimate kiss off to a lying cheat." This scathing track depicts an indefinite feeling of regret and pushes through a turbulent maelstrom of hurt and disgust with the breakneck speed of a fast and furious car chase. When halfway through the song, Turner's bitter diatribe against a former lover hmm, vaults into a heart thumping crescendo. Yeah. It feels like it could all explode at any moment, just like the movies. And um, so, first of all, uh, yeah, I don't think that's what the song is. Um, if anything, no. it's the guilt, guilty party. We agree. Yeah, we agree. Thank God. Um, top. I, I agree with it being high, but top 10, almost in the top five. I don't know, mate. I don't know. This list was pre car, yeah. so a lot of big tunes in there. <laughs> now, because I think there was a point. Before 505 had its big TikTok resurgence, I think this song, even though it's a different subject matter, I think this song occupied that space. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. 
to help along with that theory for the five of five episodes i'm going to do some detective work i'll try and find out the date at which it started becoming a tiktok sensation and then i'll try and find out what the streams were on spotify at that point and then compare yeah. it to what the mere 131 million in comparison that that um do me a favor has i always felt that five or five was a special as monkey song though i would have i think it was i disagree i think this was always more of a, a big hitter i mean sorry five or five was a bigger hitter this was a big cult mm-hmm. classic but five or five was a bigger hitter i think because they ended with it for ages like it replaced a certain romance which is mad. The first um, first TV appearance of Five Hundred Five, they closed the whole show on Jules Holland with it. Yeah. So, so, so I think it was, was a big storm. Teddy Picker <laughs> and Five Hundred Five to close the show over the credits. So it was a, always a closer. To closer. Um, <clears throat> it's a closer. Um, no, it's it's. I think I just I just don't think it's top ten. Is it? Would you have it in your top ten? No. No. Would top I. twenty possibly. Pre-car, even because yeah, because none of the car. I'm a mirrorball, body paint, mirrorball, body paint, and sculptures have all made it into my top ten. I reckon. You reckon? I think so. mm, the top ten stuff. I can say one hundred percent, and I'd be fit, which is mirrorball, and I could say body paint potentially strong chance. Body paint's top five for me now. I mean, that's it. Feels like recency bias, though. I mean, when we finally finish these pods in five or so years, when we're up to date, we can do a. We'll, obviously, we'll do a big pod where we reveal our top, whatever. And I feel like, do you really think you feel like you're selling out your roots? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's all right for you to like Mirabal, though, isn't it, mate? <laughs> no, I didn't say top. I didn't. No, but you said you said three in the top ten. I just said one. That's reasonable. Well, Free is taking up a lot well, of. Well, that's a lot of. That's a. As you know, that's a third nearly of your top ten is on the car tracks. Yeah, sorry. Out of seven, I like the new stuff. Deal with it. No, I think you. No, no. I think if we went through it, you'd be like, mm, no, actually, I've got to put that one in the top ten, aren't I? It'd be weird, actually. Do you think that our favorite? Tra- so, in theory, when we've done this, if there's eight albums by the time we're up to date, let's hope. Um. In theory, eight of our top ten should be the top song that we named of every era. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, theoretically. But yeah. I don't think it would be, which is odd. No, it wouldn't. That's <laughs> strange, isn't it's it? A, it, definitely, it definitely wouldn't. Weird, <laughs> that yeah. makes absolutely no sense, but it wouldn't be. But in theory, that would be what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, maybe Body Paint will be in your top five still by then. But um it's just it's so much it's fighting so much of suck it and see and stuff that's it just the problem cha- it'll change tranquility it's got to fight suck it and see tranquility you know there's a lot of lot of lot of top 10 beat space being taken up by those buggers i mean my top two is cornerstone and suck it and see that's not changed so i don't even have my top two i have my top one and then after that i can't even begin to imagine so i'd have to sit down and really because like, there's so many factors i feel like do I go like I love Are You Mine, but you know where does it sit? Anyway, worry about that when we come oh, to it. That'll certainly be about a month's work to get that list. But anyway, shall like we move into the? But yeah, top. top I don't think Do Me a Favor should be breaking into the top five nearly, in my opinion, in the no, list of the so. greatest songs. No pre-car. I can see why it would be for people though. I can see why people would have it up there. I could see that. Which I could we'll see it. Into with, with yeah. Song. Well, the song um very nice b- 
bass and drum combination again. The Helders and O'Malley um, dream team continues to sparkle as we go through the album. Uh, very, very jungly drums. And I mean, I mean, jungle is in the place and not the genre of music. It's like, it reminds me like a um, like a slower certain romance. The drums on this. It's, like if you yes, slow down a certain exactly. romance, that's what it's. Yeah, but I do know what you mean by the jungle. Like you'd hear when the the walk, like when you can hear them coming in Jungle Book. It's going like. That kind of thing. I, yeah. I know you're going to go to Jungle Book. It's <laughs> we think of jungles, and the first place we go to isn't the destruction of the Amazon. It's, no, it's the Jungle Book. <laughs> What's happened to Amazon? You can still buy stuff on there, can't? Hey, oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. 21st century. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Bezos, 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 Bezos collecting his pennies, Bezos. Um, so best. Um, have, you, ah. have you seen Inside by Bo Burnham? He, he's got, he's got a song I have, about yeah. the lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, good. I mean, I can't remember yeah, it now. I watched it in lockdown. I watched a lot of stuff in lockdown. So yeah, didn't we all? That time. Oh, the lockdown. Um, it's the time, time of your life. It was. It was one of them. It was up there. Um, oh, I'm just people I'd... dying in if it happened, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it happened now and I lived here, <laughs> it'd be great, you know. Um, it was only my living situation at the time that was that darkened it a little bit, but anyway. Um, best, I wasn't on the streets or anything, by the way, people, I was, I was just living <laughs> it with the in laws. Um, but who are lovely, I should say. <laughs> no, I don't think I very much doubt it. Um, drum mm. and bass, yeah, the bit. Be- the little best best bass line on the album best is it do I, do I dare say it is it the best bass line on the album is it i say it's think? certainly more recognizable than the teddy picker one <laughs> <laughs> okay hard to say best bass on the album can we say best bass line on the album so far I, 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 can we say best I, like, I, I, can we say best based on the album actually i, I think I, we I, can i think we can yeah i, I don't see it need to do that because i'm gonna edit in the sounds of I was reminding myself. Um, I think so. I can't think of another bass line that. I mean, I know this house is a circus is a great song for bass. That's that's in my head. That's what I'm worrying about. Yeah, I think it's because what we had before, like we've had some cool funky ones before, yeah. but this is the the one because it's not it's not it's not off the back of the guitar either. So you know, Teddy Picker, um, Brian Stone was great, obviously, but Teddy Picker. Balaclava, mm, Balaclava was very good as well, wasn't it? Mm, but not as good as this. This is oh, like no. a proper. This is rival. This is the first time I'd say you're about to hear a claimer. I'd say this is the the first time that Mr. Nick O'Malley has surpassed the best baseline of Mr. Andy Nicholson, which you could argue is a certain romance or. Ritz, do we say Ritz the robot? I'd say it's the first time he's at least equaled it. Like he's done some yeah. excellent bass work. Don't get me wrong; he's been absolutely phenomenal so far. But this is the first time he's done a, a really original bass line that works on its own, separate to everything else. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully in. Yeah. yeah, this is his. This is his moment. This is my moment. I do not disagree. And I felt like the bass line. Actually, to go back to what Alex was saying about um, the music, uh, music stirring emotions without words. I think the baseline adds another layer emotionally to this album. Like, like, um, the, it just adds so much to the overall vibe and the mood of the song, working alongside the lyrics, obviously as well. Yes. But, but yeah, I just think it adds that extra level to it. That um, 
Yeah, very nice drums, obviously, with it as well. Great pairing still, as we said. A little bit of another little Cookie Monster special here. Little he's, got it. He's, he's, got his little, <laughs> he's got his little cookie fingers all over it. His little str- I love his little strum. His little... Like your little strum. Um, just I think maybe that's out. why I think that's why I sometimes find it a bit similar to five oh five in that occupying that sort of space because it's a similar type of vibe that he's he's got. But as, as we've established, it's very much his hallmark. I think. Well, I've, I think I've got a note that I had at the end of, of this, that, which is that I think that this song is very much of a similar structure to five oh five. Yes, basically. So yeah, that 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 rings true with me, much like. The ringing of one of the Cookie Monsters' <laughs> reverbigy, clean strums. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously, um, per- yes, yeah, the perfect guitar to build up the song as well with that to add to it because it does. does build up this song i was thinking about it as i was listening to it on the instrumental and it like it like adds instruments along the way as it goes like it almost almost like picking them up in a car you could say but it doesn't break up with them um starts with the drums adds the bass guitar single strum then we get the lead for the chorus and then that lead amplifies and etc into the big bit so it slowly picks up but it does have a bit in the middle where it comes down as well so it sounded like a bit like a blues song that didn't it with the you start the yeah. drums <laughs> and give a little bit of moving bass on there. Yeah, take it for a walk. Yeah, take yeah, it for yeah, a walk. Yeah. yeah, let that guitar ring out and yeah, hit me with a little rhythm, baby. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> um, um, I do like that as it as it builds before we get to the chorus because it does that. The drums are in, the bass are in, Cookie Monster specials in, and then Helder starts throwing in a little couple of extra crisp sounding drums here as it builds yes, a little and um, takes it a little bit hip hop again, brings that back in. It's still got that foundation that he always has there. Um, and then that lead riff it goes into for the chorus though. Ah, uh, this is one of the best things about the song because it, it's the same rhythm as the singing, but it sounds so the, you know, it's another like oh it's doing that's jamie as well um very pleasing another signature of this album that lead riff as we said those clean riffs love it i love that bit um makes the song like even better you think oh this is a really good song then boom they hit that um, and I don't know if you noticed, I was listening to the instrumental, I never noticed this before because there's a lot going on at this point. But um, the bass line changes for that bit once the lead comes in and it goes into, well, for the chorus, uh, if you call it a chorus. I kind of see what that review meant now about there not being many choruses because they just kind of flow, don't they? There's not, um, we know that's the chorus, but I kind of get what they meant by it not having some choruses because it does kind of just flow into choruses rather than a kind of key change that a lot of albums have. I think that's what they're trying to say is that there's less key changes into 
into choruses. They just kind of on this one, I think. Like Brian Storm stuff like that, you know, it just just carries on, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, the bass goes in a completely different direction. Um, even though none of the none of the other song song has changed, but the bass, he, he, well, let's go back to the jazz thing. He takes it for a walk, goes off in a little nice little sound. Um, and it does build and it builds and it builds. Before the stop, it builds back down and it kind of almost goes in reverse of how it ended, but not quite. I was hoping it would go when I was like, oh, does it go reverse? Not quite. It like builds up and then it deconstructs because the second guitar stops the lead and then the bass goes completely. So you just left with Helders and the guitar. Obviously, it should have been the bass should have stayed, but, and then it kind of like builds down and then slips very nicely into a, a breakdown. Isn't it? That, yeah. yeah. Um, much like a car going, disappearing around a bend, you might say. Some might say. <laughs> Is this not the second time a car has been because well, by the time we get to the car album i want to try and collate all the mentions of cars in the lyrics yeah add it in bigger boys and stolen sweethearts yep red light but does it do they explicitly mention a car mention the yeah. word car oh you got, you got oh, you want the word you want the word car i thought you just meant i think there's I references think there's to a car um, well, does he um, say car potion, potion does he of say potion car he just says Vox um, over, doesn't he? Oh, no, no, you're thinking demo, of... think. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, he, but he does say, um, he, she's been with all the boys, but never went very far. And she wanted to get in science, science just to get in his car. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got it in Potion Approaching. <laughs> Sounded like a car. George Formey song when we did it then. <laughs> Again. Yeah, everything does. You're acting in science, don't go in his car. I'm a cheeky 50s window cleaner. <laughs> Shagging school girls. Um, the, uh, <laughs> we've got a Vampedo reference, uh, oh, it seems, at the moment, didn't it? <laughs> Is it? Just that, just just our pres just our presence was the first. It was in the pre-show chat. You did it, not me. Um you referenced no, your you. laptop and bottom mirror. Anyway. Um yeah, and then, sorry, and yeah, and what then you say? You, so, you, so, so you went obvious with it and, and said that So it is this the third? <laughs> I'm just going over it. Is this the third? <laughs> is this the third reference the lyrics? No, this do me a favour. Oh no, because you're not having red light. You're not having red light, right. No, I'm having Pick a Boys and Stone Sweethearts. I'm having this. And then I think. What about the, the limo? Is... No, you've actually it's, got. It's, not, it's just got to be the you... word car. Right, okay. Yeah. And I'm then scared and then of just getting it wrong and people going, You forgot a really famous lyric where they say car. Well, we might have done. We might have done. That's the point. Get in, get in touch. Find all our links on the episode description. Find our email address, articmonkeyspodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch. Tell us what you're doing. Tell us what you think. Well, don't forget to like get... and subscribe and rate and review as well, because that's very important. The it's algorithms. very important. And subscribe if you want. We had a nice little pre-show chat about um, a previous episode. A heart back to some of what we said and a possible theory that was put to us. So, yeah. tune in for that. Yeah. Algorithm um, sounds like something that had caused Alex to cancel the gig, doesn't it? It's like, oh, he's having trouble with his algorithms. Algorithmatis. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got acute algorithms. <laughs> Blame it on the algorithms. Blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the algorithms. Blame it on the laryngitis. Um... <laughs> that was worth it. Worth it. Didn't go where I thought it was going to go, but you pulled it. 
<laughs> uh, much like the Glastonbury this week, hopefully. Um, but ni- nice little, nice little single guitar notes here with the bass, isn't there, in this breakdown? Down, because obviously it's an emotional very part warm. of the song. Very, very warm, but very moody at the same time. I'd say yeah, goes goes yeah. goes perfectly with the lyrical part of the song because you could Almost say flash forward well, to we... humbug as well. The the moody, yeah. Yeah, I think which, I think which is what next... we said from the second half of this album. We start getting we did particularly this this free song section, particularly yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah, um, I'd say there's there's well, unless we say about the one after that, but the one uh, the one the, the last one as well. The one, the one after that where we just go back to the first album, <laughs> and then the one after that which just goes back to the start of this album, <laughs> but it's a good song <laughs> and a lot to unpack in the lyrics, so it's fine. Um, but. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it it does um it does remind me of, it's a bit humbug, isn't it? This 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 breakdown, but it goes like cause the lyrics of like you say about it being warm, but it being moody. I suppose in the lyrics at this point, he's trying to be warm, but yeah. it's perhaps being God's most patronizing. So that would make sense if the music's there. But uh, on this on this instrumental person, if someone if you someone find that on um the instrumental um with a decent pair of headphones now that we have. You can really hear that it's live in a room recording, like on this bit, because you can hear that like, one of the amps going and giving a bit of feedback with the guitar as he's doing it on the instrumental. So it's, it's really great. You can hear that. So I would recommend that you go and check it out. Um, in fact, I'll play it for you now. Why don't I just say that? I'll play it for you now. You don't have to check it out. There you go. um but um yeah uh obviously the chorus bass um i think it is a different bass line comes in with the drums with jamie special again while the guitar builds and then obviously the other guitar that has the feedback coming in and then the briefest of yeah i think maybe of our finished not finished we should actually just clip that up because <laughs> it comes up enough <laughs> just clip up that bit for the for a soundbite make a mental note of that um because it, it does come up a lot um but yeah it sort of briefly stops and then boom I do love the strumming when it kicks in and the ferociousness here. Uh, that bass and second guitar. This oh. is this is back to you know we're going back to fake tales, yeah, aren't we? We're going back to that sort of thing. We're going back to fake tales. Yeah. We're going back to dancing shoes. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just such a moment, and also emotionally with the song as well. It just works so well. Yeah. That that kind of the bass is so so good. Like you could just hear it that. And then the yeah. guitar solo. Would you call it a solo? I'm calling it a solo. It's not really, I guess, but it's a bit of a solo. It is now. It's such a good burst of energy, and everything works so well. Yeah. And again, it's just that earlier riff with the guitar, but with what I call the favorite worst nightmare effect. Like, even 
because that kind of that lead guitar with that reverb you sound like it's even on something like fluorescent adolescent but they just put it in different songs in different ways and it works that kind of sound on the guitar and it, it just goes so well i love it i love it i love it And obviously Mr. Helders plays us out. Even that feels emotional because of the way the song ends and what's it about, just that kind of drums. It's like a sad sort of solo, <laughs> drum solo to end it, isn't it? Yeah, it's got that it kind is, of... It um... yeah. And it, it ends quite abruptly as well, surprisingly abruptly, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Similarly... Not similar lyrics, but similarly a bit dance little liar esque, isn't it? In, in structure as well, because which is also you know it's not quite the same, obviously, but it's um, you know if if the, if 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 this is Mirrorball's sort of predecessor, then dance little liar is Body Paint's predecessor, isn't it? Really, mm. Um, mm. but but they all seem to. But this this and I'd say this and dance little liar share a, a space together because of that the way the drums yeah. are in that yeah never thought um, of it that way before but i'm having that yeah yeah because doesn't that end with the drum i remember that doesn't end with the drums obviously they're very different drums but they're also about you know a, a guilty party let's say yeah. um but yeah i think it is structured similar to the next like 505 really because it does have that you know slow build up doesn't it to a big crescendo and it's another sort of uh, I mean, five or five is much more romantic, obviously, than than this is a bit snaky. To, to paraphrase uh, S Club Seven or S Club Two, whatever the fuck they are now, there ain't no crescendo like an Arctic Monkeys crescendo. There ain't to this day. Even live body paint even crescendo. Even, oh, don't get me! I've, I've just forgotten body paint live. I've just managed <laughs> to push it out of my mind because it's. <laughs> Oh God! That's been my favorite ever live track of theirs. That that. Yeah, it, uh, it was my favorite thing they've ever done live um, as a band. Yeah, as a unit yeah. musically. Brilliant, yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Rent free in my head. That. So before we go into lyrics, I've said it kind of touches on what Alex. Look, Alex said that he tries now to think about the music, making emotions about words. But I've said it before. The sort of before they started doing that. And I'm not saying obviously artists are the only ones that do it, but they do it so well that the mood of the music accompanying the topic that they're discussing. So we've said it because fluorescent felt nostalgic for youth in its sound. The last one, only ones you know, felt melancholic for a doomed relationship, in my opinion, granted, but you know, that melancholic for that, melancholic for something, whichever wherever you stand on the lyrics, it has that sound to it. Even Teddy Picker sounds like it should be mocking the fame hungry. And then a certain romance sounds nostalgic and romantic notion of an area, you know, it's people feels like, and I don't know if it's like confirmation bias where I know that's what the song's about. So I'm attributing that to the music. But I think even if I had never heard the lyrics to first adolescent and I heard the music, I wouldn't think, Oh, it's about uh, a young, you know, I wouldn't think that, but I would probably think nostalgia 
the sound reminds me of nostalgia. And if I heard this, I would think emotional outburst is what I would think. I think so. I think it's just because, like with this, the music style, the bass, the build up, it feels like you're building up to something emotionally like bad is going to happen. And then the breakdown like nails the almost sad retrospective of why sometimes you feel the need to end it. And then booming end is the explosion of emotion and destruction when you execute it. It just works so well. And I, and I imagine James Ford can be included in the credit for all that as well, as long as Adam monkeys with the sound stuff. So, so yeah, I just think it, um, and my, and for this one, obviously, uh, Mike Crossy also gets his, uh, it's his dirty mitts on this one, doesn't he? But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think they just nail that, and it could be just by. I know lots of bands do that, but I don't notice it as much as I do with them. I don't know anyone else as much, I guess, but, but they just seem to nail. And I don't know if it's just you put it on yourself or the nature of the songwriting does that, but I just feel like they always nail. It's like it's like how AM sounded sexy. You would listen to any of the songs on it if you listen to whole of AM without lyrics. I think you come away with the same vibes. You know what I mean? Yes. I just think they always get that. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think you have been doing that already, Alex. Is what I'm trying to say. If he's if he's yeah. sat in a hospital bed with his headphones in, well, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, yeah he's in hospital. <laughs> Private <laughs> hospital. <laughs> I don't. I don't think laryngitis is a hospital thing. I think it's steroids and yeah, hot no, water and. Well, you don't even get that normally. You only get the steds if you need to. Sp- if you have an urgent need to speak quick, which obviously yeah. he does. So otherwise, it's just get, the rest of us fucking no. Yeah, exactly. We won't get out. Um, I was just told to have hot, hot drinks. Speaking of his voice, Alex has the right emotional resonance and performance in his voice for this one, I feel. Like, snarky about himself when he yeah. needs to be and at the right emotional level at key parts of the song, I think. I think he does a good job of balancing the two throughout it, I'd say. Great performance. Maybe he's best on the album so far, vocally. There's an argument for it. Yes, possibly until five oh five. Oh, but so far, so far, so far. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't think there's anything to top it until five oh five. I think there's one, but it depends what we're talking about. I mean, if you wanted to kind of got the bad thing done, (laughs) not going to shag you. Um, I don't. (laughs) I might. (laughs) We're getting to the lyrics on that, but yeah, I uh, (laughs) no, I I. I, you're probably right. I'm just trying to think. There's one that I'll say. It. I think if you were there, be where perhaps could give it a run for its money, but we'll see. We'll see when we yeah, get there. Yeah. It depends what you're going for as well. If you're going to go for the rap element, then this has the circus would win it hands down. If you're going to go snarky rap, but if you want more of a an actual performance of different vocal types and, and stuff like that, then I would say this five or five or this house is a circus would be the no. ones. But he does he does have a lovely level to his voice for fluorescent as well. So there you go. Basically, all great, Alex. Keep it yeah. get it back going for Friday. <laughs> Double thumbs up. <laughs> I went to do a thumbs up and I went like that instead. So it looked like I was saying he should do something else to get himself back going, but that might have been part of the problem, to be honest. So let's not. <laughs> so can I'm you, um... Miles? <laughs> yeah, Miles turns up and he has to cancel gigs, eh? Bloody yeah. <laughs> I saw I also saw Party Animal turns up. Why don't, why don't they get Party Miles Animal Parker. to sing with them for the why don't they get Miles to sing with them in Ireland? 
I said like, that. Ow. It was me. I said that as a joke. I said, remember, I said to well, you. No, someone actually suggested oh, it. Oh, someone actually suggested it. No, I said Miles suggested it, didn't I, to you? Miles yeah. was like, no, I'm not going to dress yeah. me in door. Lads, I've had an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. I'll pay me own cab fare. I'll <laughs> 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 be no bother, I promise. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, uh, Park, mate, via Marlheide Castle, please. Uh, I'll do Glaster as well, everyone just stares at him. Uh, <laughs> just drops a teacup, <laughs> smashes it. Um, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie throws a Moog, super, Moog synthesizer at his head. Um, so can, so can, um, can we agree? We can agree that this, this song is about looking back on a mishandled breakup then. Breaking a girl's heart poorly, yes, yeah, and 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 her throwing it in your face and saying goodbye—a botched breakup—and and and also as we go through it, maybe you being a bit um, assuming and arrogant in it a bit as well. And well, we'll go through it. We'll go through it, you know, with the way he reacts. But but I do have words from the man himself. Yeah, uh, this song describes a ter- a tempestuous breakup while driving a girl home. Alex Turner told Enemy, it's about a goodbye, really, and about me being a bit of a knob. Perhaps I were craving to experience something else and looking back and feeling like you were a bit of a knobhead, just in how you perhaps treated that person. It's just describing a goodbye. That's another thing. When you're with someone, they seem happier in photos before you met her or happier in stories from before. I always think they do. Bloody hell, I thought that was an insight into the man there. I mean, I, I get that, but Jesus, he's almost as fucking mental as we are. <laughs> yeah, looking at pictures of well, his, like, no, no, us. You're well, happy no, no, us. <laughs> yeah, come on, come join us. Come on, join us. Oh, no more, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, looking at photos, someone you with seems happier in photos from before you met them. Actually, I've never thought that. I'm not that fucking insecure. Jesus, Alex. Certainly won't be if I was you. Um, not, <laughs> uh, not as metaphorical or anything. This one, but there's a few. There's a few points to discuss in the lyrics. I think as we go. So, um, the first one is, "Well, the morning was complete where there were tears on." The... Do you think it's? Where... I've got here that it's it's where there were tears on the steering wheel dripping on the sea, but I've always heard it as when there were tears. I've on always the heard it as. I guess it's either well. or, really, but. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I think I think uh, we can check do a Spotify check while we talk. I guess, but I think when because that seems that's. Uh, but I think I think I've always heard when, but I guess they all kind of allude to the same thing. So ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it, all, it doesn't make it. It's all much of a no. isn't it? F- funny though that it stays in the serial difference. Funny, so you think he executes with the morning bit. The morning was complete. That bit's always. Do you think he executed this breakup in the morning, or is he reflecting on it the next day? Do you think is that? The, well, can I just stop you there? Because I've looked on Spotify, and it's thrown. <laughs> it's not a fourth one, is it? Out. Okay. So, Spotify has as the first line. Spotify has well, the morning was complete. Morning, spell M O U R N I N G. Oh. And then it yeah. says when when there was tears on the steering wheel. What's it on? Maybe maybe this is me. Then I've never thought about that. I've never looked at the lyrics written down before today. So but that that would because I always thought I heard even better. Well then, well there we go. We don't need to answer my last question because it, it's the morning period of the race. That makes oh well, Mister Turner, you've impressed me again. 
<laughs> You've done it Tapped again. It. Yeah. We, we, we've both just <laughs> had a rock hands. stars practice in their lines moment now. Like, <laughs> well, I don't beautiful. think it was quite as shocking as that, but yeah. Um, no, no, but it was a revelation anyway. It was a big revelation, yeah, because that actually was a red hot revelation. And I hope say. that everyone else goes, yeah, duh. But I've always, I mean, maybe it's double meaning a bit because I always see it as like that. But now it makes sense because I've always wondered, like, I've, I still always visualize this song being at night because you don't break up with someone in the daylight, do you? No one breaks up with someone over croissants, do they? You do it over, unless you're in the Heartbreak Hotel. Um, but I, I would, um, I would. Oh, have you? Okay, I tend to do it in the dark of the evening. I mean, it, this song reminds me of, and it, it, it into the night. Well, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Push out the car and drive off. No, um, I've done that. Um, no, it would um, be. Um, it might be because of the time, but around this time was when this album came out was when I passed my driving test. So I was doing a lot of driving at night. I love drive. I love driving at night. And in the old Fiat, remember that beast? Oh, um, the boy. The Fiat Ponto 97. Yeah. Oh, I always feel bad. I got, I scrapped that. I mean, the government had a scheme where if you scrapped a car that was made before like a certain date, you get 10 grand off a new car. And I scrapped it and got the new car. And I always feel like I sold it out, you know, like it did, did never did me wrong in a program. It wouldn't have passed its MOT that was coming up. No, so, no, far. No, <laughs> so it wouldn't have really mattered. Ultimately, <laughs> I killed it before it was murdered. Um, but it was, it, I, um, where was it? Yeah, no, it, I, I think about this. I used to listen to it a lot driving at night. So I place it at night. But I think it's placed at night in the lyrics as well, isn't it? You don't which, which makes you don't morning, drive someone home in the day and break up with, with them. morning yeah. with a youth. It's it fits with my, oh, yeah. that's great. That oh, wow. I've never looked at it. I'm like, gonna just refer that. to the Spotify lyrics from now on, then. Yeah, I think I'll start getting my lyrics from there when we're when I'm writing this up rather than Google. It's only because it's easier to Google and copy and paste on Google. I'm just being lazy, but um, I'm just double checking there isn't another, another discrepancy in there, but I think uh, we're good. We're good. The rest of it is the same as. Have you ever broken up with someone and mishandled it? Because I've got a reason I'm asking that. Because no, no, because I want you to yeah. say, don't name names, but I'm just have you? Have you? Yeah, well, that... like in 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 the last like eight or nine months. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm I'm asking because I have never actually broken up with anyone. I hadn't. <laughs> because... I hadn't until until like, I'm too basically. much of a fucking coward. So I either just I either yeah. just yeah I just let it. I yeah. just I just let it them do it or i just let it fizzle or, or i do it in some I, nefarious way yeah, you know? i just, I I just do mentally, something too mentally and emotionally check out until they uh they yeah or me cheating on them is me effectively breaking up with them by doing something to end, make sure they end the relationship <laughs> that was my old tactic yeah. so yeah can um, so I, I've, ne I, I've never I, been through it the so. jingle? Can, can i play the jingle yeah may as well if there's ever a time we're just normal men what do you mean normal men we're just innocent men. <laughs> I love how that's become a jingle now. I love how <laughs> that's become a, that's as important a jingle as bonus question, ghost cookies, information action ratio. It's up there. Oh. Uh, I yeah, my mate that's re-listened to them hasn't got to that bit yet, I don't think. So I mean, I can't wait for him to hear that. I think we'd started using it at that point. Um yeah, yeah, that's that's great. The morning obviously works the morning period of the relationship, and then yeah, great. But yeah, never broken up with anyone, so I don't I don't actually know what it's like. To, but I've been in situations where I've been in a situation that was similar to that, where somebody wanted me to, but I was being too cowardly. So, but um, the next lyric is several hours or several weeks. I'd have the cheek to say they're equally as bleak. So that's quite witty, as some of the song is. Um, you know, I've always seen that as he's saying, like you know this. This bad feeling is just gonna be 
as bleak in a few weeks yeah. as it is in a few so in a few hours yeah after the breakup and me reflect and me ha- like almost like me reflecting on that is cheeky as fuck because i'm the one that's done the heartbreaking so for me to feel the bleakness and say and think something like this will be just as bad in a few weeks or hours when i'm the one that's done the heartbreaking is cheeky as fuck i always think like yeah I always thought that means it's a little bit of a self-reflective there. And then we have a, a big chunk, which is um, it's the beginning of the end. The car went up the hill and disappeared around the bend. Ask anyone, they'll tell you that it's these times that it tends to start to break in half, to start to fall apart. Hold on to your heart. Ah. So the last few lines there. Is that like the these times that it tends to start to break in half, start to fall apart, hold on to your heart? Is that like when the fear of breaking up with someone sets in and you start to not maybe do it as confidently as perhaps you'd imagined or planned? You start to like, you know, fall apart in you because I imagine it's a lot harder. I think there's a, yeah, I think I see it as a double meaning as well. I see it as exactly that. But also at the same time, when you know a relationship is bound to end, then it will start to fall apart because it's quite clear you're not giving it your, your all. It's quite clear that you're not fully committed. So I think there's a bit of a, a a double meaning there. Yes, I would say so. I would say that you're correct. It's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, very heartfelt lines, that isn't it? Do you think this is a per- this is a personal experience? Surely, yeah, I, 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 so there was a theory, and I don't know how if it had any source behind it. So I didn't like you know put into it too much of it, but like that he's. Um, that this is a girl that he was with in Sheffield and then the band blew up and he kind of had to end it. And mm. there is a line in this that does work with that theory and we'll get there. But but um, but before we get to that, he says, obviously the chorus is, do me a favor and break my nose. Do me a favor and tell me to go away or do me a favor and stop asking questions. Now, it got me thinking before because I did it um, when we were speaking. Obviously, uh, everyone will be thinking of that line as, you know, um, the girl perhaps saying in other countries they're saying it's like you know just do me a favor and he's saying just do me a favor break my nose you know blah 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 you know begging her to it's like if you lash out and hit me then you give me the excuse to walk away quicker or if you tell yeah. me to go away obviously like it's almost like i want you to i've had that feeling before it's like I just hence why i've never broken up with anyone it's like it's easier for me if you do something so i can take the moral high ground and walk away do you know what i mean um yeah. and then just stop asking quite like, i've had that as well where somebody repeatedly like, asking the questions like usually did you do that no i promise <laughs> um, <laughs> um but 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 yeah like but there's also that kind of do me a favor that we use in england isn't it like uh, do me a favor so I've always seen it as like maybe a commentary on himself as well. Do like, do me a favor, stop, do me a favor, stop acting like you give a shit. You know that kind of like, yeah, kind of term of it, yeah. Which is something that perhaps non-English listeners would hear sometimes. But um, it's a very Britishism, isn't it? Like, maybe even a North. I don't know. I think it's whole country, isn't it? Um, so yeah, the stop asking questions because you're making it harder for me. So it's like a that one's almost like a sarcastic comment, snakily on himself, really, isn't it? Like, do me a favor and stop asking questions because that's. I'm wanting it easier, but also he's like having to go like, well, you're the one doing the heartbreaking, so you should take it. 
at least you know almost want, it almost wants a clean clean break and it's like yeah well, you're begging for an out that you don't yeah you can have your amicable things but yeah. nine times out of ten it's not going to be a clean break because it's one person deciding and it, yeah it's not gonna especially if the, the relationship doesn't deserve an end which he alludes to later on but um and you're begging for an out but you're begging for an out that you don't deserve like an easy way out of, of this without doing it well cowardly never do that um well and then the next bit is oh, this bit's heartbreaking well she, yeah. well she walked away while her shoes were untied when the eyes were all red you could see that we'd cried and i watched and i waited till she was inside forcing a smile and waving goodbye much like last week's one this is also very uh, frankly in my day i don't give a damn <laughs> but that is a little heartbreaking moment isn't it um it's the acceptance and the goodbye isn't it and her forcing a smile, like just to save face, as if to be like, I don't want his last memory to know that you ha- bro- broke my heart. I don't want him to think of that. So give him a little smile and a wave. Ah, it's heartbreaking that bit. I always thought it's that sad because I have had it like, because my, um, and it's something that we'll talk about in 505 more. So I won't, I don't, I won't go into too much because it's a big part of that song. But, but I'm, if a girl starts crying, I'm, any argument a woman can win an argument with me by crying because i can't i literally even crumble completely when you cry i can't right. even if they're in the wrong and i can't and i'm having a go i can't if it goes that's crying that's I, it i feel yeah i just yeah. that's just a win straight away oh so similar to alex um <laughs> especially with his fucking depressing comment before <laughs> get help um <laughs> this is a um that is very heartbreaking and then so th- this is where I get to the perhaps there being a bit of weight in the old girlfriend in Sheffield line. Um, curiosity, curiosity becomes a heavy load, too heavy to hold, too heavy to hold. And then, and, well, uh, curiosity becomes a heavy load, too heavy to hold, will force you to be cold. So I've until I read that, I've always looked at that as curiosity of which is something that I've had, as we know, as we've talked about a lot of. Back when I was younger, of wanting what's out, always wanting what's out there, and the curiosity yeah. of that, and being able to handle that, and different women, different relationships, wanting to play the field, maybe life experiences, maybe not even sexual or dating anyone, maybe just like curious, you know, to go travel the world or something, and you have to break up with this person to go and do that, live your life, especially at a young age when you're with someone, you know, there might be things you want to do, like couples that break up when they go to uni, you know, that kind of thing. But um, but now with the the stint of that story, it could also be you know the curiosity of what's out there for him facing this fame and fortune out there. I mean, there's no weight to that story really, but it's interesting. It could be because it, it seems like a strange way for him to be breaking up with someone in the future, like driving them home in a car, unless he's changed the setting for the song, obviously. But, yeah. Given that he's admitted it's autobiographical as well, then yes. Although it feels yeah, like and, it might have, do you, not think, it. do you not feel like though there's a bit in what he said, that could make you almost think um because he said perhaps i were craving to experience something else and looking back and feeling like a bit of a novice so yeah that that is obviously that but then it's another thing to say that's another thing when you're with someone that seemed happy in photos before you met her which also makes me think of like did he break up with someone who he thought he wasn't good enough for and and he got in, in his own head or something um but um yeah, I've never broken up with anyone, but I've definitely done cold things to someone in a relationship. So I can, <laughs> because of an urge to find new experiences. So I do relate to that. Yeah. I think I think anyone youth, youth, 
can relate to that when you when you do that maybe like that i love that for you to be called that you said the curiosity becomes too much for you that it makes you do something really cold to someone that you love like oof, cutting that line cutting um and then yeah do, this is perhaps one of the best lines do me a favor and ask if you need some help she said do me a favor and stop flattering yourself i love this because i've done this where you've just done or said something to break someone's heart and you almost try and be the good guy by saying something like oh you know if i can do anything um you know or I'll, i'll still be there i'll still be there from you and you're only really saying that to make yourself feel better and the cheek of that you thinking that the cheek that thinking that you you can help you're the one that's caused this makes it really, worse makes it a million makes it, times worse makes it worse like you're really flattering yourself if you think you could possibly help so that's her basically saying yeah. like you deserve that so do me a favor and stop flattering yourself a bit of kate nash lyric that as well i always felt with that's you know stop flattering yourself imagine her saying yeah that, you? she'd do she yeah um, i'd rather be with your friends mate because they are much fitter <laughs> ryan um and then you've got and to tear apart the, t- the the ties that bind perhaps fuck off might be too kind perhaps fuck off might be too kind which is just ugh. ultimate isn't it um oh. like that it's like that put the nail in the coffin of any remaining ties that you might have because any remnants of love or connection perhaps like you telling me to fuck off <laughs> fuck off man why don't you just fuck off <laughs> well, my, friend... <laughs> well, my, my friend emma who, who you have now met thankfully uh she, she she messaged me well well we've been recording this and said oh what what song are you doing tonight and i said do me a favor and she replied and she replied, said tune uh perhaps fuck off might be too kind fucking iconic and that, that's hoping that's that, that you were going to say she just text saying perhaps fuck off might be too kind just so I could go she, she doesn't know the song then or something but no you didn't you, you, you <laughs> felt like, so I couldn't do it sorry um, sorry mate <laughs> sorry, yeah, I no, to go in on me it is an iconic moment as a Mountain Monkeys fan isn't it um, it's like fuck off is less than I deserve you know I should be given worse you know perhaps yeah. fuck off is too kind for me after what I've done but yeah but yeah, she says she says cut, cuts it off by telling him to fuck off, and then he's reflecting what, on it. What as, do you think is worse? More. Do, do you think it's worse to break up with someone and be told to fuck off, or do you think it's worse to break up with someone and them tell you you'll die alone? Speaking from experience, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've had a worse one than that, but it's too personal to get into, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd probably say <laughs> I'd probably rather tell fuck off to be quite honest with you than that uh, cutting appointment. Same, yeah. yeah. Stop with uh, me, Alex. <laughs> you should. Uh, this is, you should go to therapy with Alex. By the sounds of it. Um, but yeah, no, no. It's this is a yeah very again one of his skills of accuracy when talking about relationships, and this is an accurate breakup, great and accurate one. Um, so th- again, the similarities with Mirabolo. Definitely right. This is like the precursor. That's about involving yeah. a breakup, we think, and yeah. a car and a new beginning. Not as cold as that, obviously. Perhaps that's more of an emotional, like, I always see Mirabal as more of a the relationship has come to an end type scenario. Yeah, than it's a, a mature ending. Yeah, I'm mature sure. ending. It's fizzled out, whereas whereas this one's him being, as he's in his own words, a knobhead. And just ending it because he's, he wants mm-hmm. different things, which I think I think you'd be very. I think any who listens to this, and even, unless they're obviously not of the age yet, but who remembers back to their 
don't know, 16 to 23, 5. I bet every single person has broken up with someone or been broken up by someone for a shit reason. Like they just basically yeah, want yeah. somewhere else. Everyone, it happens. Everyone does it. And I actually think it's, it's healthy because I think people that stay together for long periods of times that perhaps shouldn't be don't go out and experience things. Then it all goes tits up when you're too old to sort it out. So, so maybe yeah. just cut your ties. Maybe just cut your ties then and go and live your life for a bit. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a very um, spot on lyrics again from an emotional track. Um, but yeah, did we do our favorite lyric then? Seems though we're in the. I mean, I think we we know what it's going to be, but um, yeah. We'll let Emma decide it. You can read Emma's text again because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Emma yeah, from Stockport. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that a lyric? Let's play the jingle and do it. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. It's obviously so, the iconic. Well, well it is that, but, but I would include the build-up as well. So do me a favor and ask if you need some help. She said, do me a favor and stop flattering yourself and to tear apart the ties that bind. Perhaps fuck off might be too kind times two. Yeah, sorry. A bit of laryngitis coming on, I think. Couldn't, couldn't finish that <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, no, just, I mean, it is the best lyric in the song, isn't it? So there's no thing there. Um, Favorite musical moment? What do you reckon? Well, as we said, the bass is the best bass on the album so far. Then I mean, we kind of have to go with the bass. Yeah, but yeah. big shout out to the big, the big coming, the big, the big crescendo, as you put it, mm. um, to that as well. Yeah. But the bass is definitely wins. This is Nick, Nick's finest hour. Actually, um, I do have a, a bit of a hot take. I don't want it to dry out too long, because, but just a brief hot take and a brief bonus round. But they are, they are very brief, very brief. She flicks a red hot revelation off the tip of a toe. Most underrated best breakup songs of the early noughties. Would this be the most underrated breakup song of the early noughties? That's flew under the radar. You think Pink of Foundation oh, yeah. stuff like that by Kate now, but this 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 should be bigger than it is. It's, yeah, this is de- this is definitely the answer. Yeah, yeah, it, it should have been a, a lot a lot bigger. I I will say, say it's the best not, one. Um, you're not going to like this. You're not going to say yeah. Uh, dry your eyes by the streets. I've got no issue with it. As far as street songs go, I don't mind it. Um, I just think it's spot on. I think it's absolutely. I absolute think it's spot on. on. But it's like, it's spot on, but it's like the lyrics in this are spot on. And that's like the Diet Coke version of the full fat. Alex yeah, oh, is the full fat Coke version, and that's the Diet Coke version. Yeah. Of, it's no, of it's nowhere makeup. being my favorite street song. It's nowhere near. Which is why, do you think, do you think if they'd released it as a single, it would have done like become a more of a breakup hit of that time? If people had more people had heard. I mean, everyone yeah. had some anyway, but you know what I mean? Um, I, so, yeah. I, I am going to give a shout out to the what I think the best breakup song of the early night is if we include in that time period then can't stand oh, me I've now I've just thought of them yeah, yeah there, there it is. and you're not, gonna, you're not going to like this but I do have a soft spot for goodbye my lover no no I didn't so do I. oh dear I thought you I thought I said something about James the week and you went off on one I can't remember what it was. no it was, it was it was you singing it that made me go off on oh fair um, enough although that was, that was the issue <laughs> 
Um, um, no, I love I love that album by James Bond. I think that's a fantastic. That's one of the one yeah, of my favorite yeah. albums of that period. It's a great album. Yeah, as does Uncle Brin. Uh, it does. Say. It does. <laughs> um. So yeah, can't stand me now. Obviously, great breakup thing as well because because yeah. it does apply to a bad breakup in a relationship as well. Ultimately, yeah, whether it's friendly or not. Um, I do have a little little bonus round there. A quick one. Well, just and thinking about that. it, think of it, the baseline of "Can't Stand Me Now" is quite similar. It's a very yeah, I can see that. Yeah, a couple of notes yeah. there. You know who you just look like there when you did that. The people can't see it unless you're subscribing, right? Go back. Yeah, but... Whoever's watching, if you're a subscriber watching this video, and you, and you just went, you looked exactly like when um, what's his name? What's what's the guy out of Jurassic Park called? Um, Goldblum. No, oh, Gold, sorry, Goldblum. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Goldblum. He broke up. Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. In, when he's in Friends, and Joey says he, he teaches Joey yeah, acting, yeah. And, he, and he goes, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he looked like. Um, yeah. So bonus round, hit me. But I agree, the bass is similar. That is a big moment. That yeah, that is very similar. I'll play a bit of it. Maybe we've never noticed that before. Yeah. Yes. Do that. That sound means it's the end of the round. Time for the bonus question. So The Guardian did a list of the, the greatest breakup songs ever, top 20. And I was just wondering what you think, the t like what might feature in the top five. Oh. Right, so the, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a hint because the, the number one is a 60s hit. And it's not the Beatles. <laughs> I was just going to say, is it the Beatles? Because <laughs> um, no, the only Beatles song that one I can think of is We Can Work It Out, which by its very title is probably not. It's not really a breakup song. Breakup song. <laughs> um, gives it, yeah, I'll, need, I'll need more of a clue than a 60s song. Um, Heard it through the grapevine. That's number two. Heard it through the grapevine is number two. Uh, I was going to say there's another 60s hit. Late 60s hit. This is a mid 60s hit. Um, man and a guitar. Man and a guitar and and Alex esque quiff and sunglasses. Not Elvis, obviously. Walker Scott. Oh, uh, is it? It's not. I oh, know. I thought it was just something going to shine anymore, but it's not, is it? I'll give it you. It's yes. Roy Orbison with "It's Over." 1964. Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. He's Alex, his hair is a completely Alex S. But it was when it grew out a bit, actually, towards the end of the M tour when it gets bigger. Um, number three is a late 70s hit by a female singer. The belting voice. I will survive. Yep. 
There again, I gave you too many. I knew that last clue was too much. I went, I thought, don't as give soon, me that last clue. As soon as you said late 70s, <laughs> as soon as you said late 70s, I knew it was obviously early, early 70s by a band. Not Lonely This Christmas by Mud. No, I'll give you another clue. Jesus is, uh, Jesus could have gone into this family trade if he'd wanted. It's a very Carl Pilkington esque clue. That. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carpenters with uh, Goodbye to Love. Goodbye to Love, yeah, yeah. And then five is an all time classic. Uh, any of the clues I could give you would instantly give it away. So just think of big pop tunes from 1980. Like, probably one of the me. biggest pop acts of all time. Oh, not Don't You Want Me Then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Like the clues I could give you would just give it away, um, but I can give it you. Is it an English band or American or what? Neither. I want you back. You're, you're European. Oh. Are there, are there any European bands? Yeah, a, a group. Um, oh, Not oh band, God, group. Yeah. I mean, it should be number one. <laughs> uh, the winner takes it all. Correct, correct. It, I thought if I say Partridge, Eurovision, yeah, um, Sweden, then it's, just, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna give it away. Uh, and then I mean, when I play my cards, I play them for Queen and Country. I'll just finish the top ten because I think number six is a bit controversial there in the top twenty of all time because that's a good top five. It's a good top five. Yeah, interchangeable. What yeah, a good top five. Number ten. I need you to send me this link after when we finish as well. I will. I will. I will. Um, Elvis Costello. I want you is number ten. Uh, number nine, Outcast, Ms. Jackson. Good shout, I guess. Very good. Um, number eight, Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, Make Me Smile, Come Up and See Me. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Number seven, Etta James, I'd Rather Go Blind. And number oh, six, curiously, oh, maybe God. I'm off the mark here, but what is a cracking list so far? Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone at number six. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a good tune, but top 20 breakup songs of all time. But, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's not even misplaced top misplaced because it's nearly in the top five breakup songs of all time now. It's much like Do Me a Favor was in the yeah. article list. It's that's not on. That's, <laughs> what's going on with the top? That. What's going on with the number sixes recently? <laughs> As Kelly Clarkson's songs go, I don't, that's one of the ones I don't mind. It's a good pop tune. The Yeah, but, Yeah, Yeah's are at number 11 with maps as well. I just think it's too. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That should be like top. That should be sixth. That should be sick. That's one Clarkson. of the songs I can't listen to anymore. But yeah, I'll send you um I'll send you the left list. Um interesting. I will send you the link. Um so yeah, there you go. That's the end of the bonus round. That was a good bonus round. Well that just about wraps up our uh series two episode seven, our look at Do Me a Favor. And it's been a pleasure. Don't forget if you've enjoyed it, go in the episode description, find all our channels across all of the social medias. And you can like, follow, rate, review, subscribe. We've got a Facebook page now as well because we're just catching up, sharing lost dog posts from Milwaukee. Um, what are we back with next week? <laughs> oh, Nick, tonight's episode has been a bit of a circus, hasn't it? Berserk as fuck. The more you've opened your mouth, the more you've forced performance. But I'm sure next week will be much better and we won't leave our listeners forever unfulfilled. Yes, it'll be a journey through the murky corridors of a dodgy house called Fame, filled with disillusioned friends, lovers, sinners and lost maidens. Luckily, though, also in residence is the hip-hop stylings of Mr. Matthew J. Helders III, the banging bass of Nick O'Malley, the fuzzy guitar of the Cookie Monster and the rapier wit propelled by a razor-sharp rap off the tongue of Mr. Alex Turner. It's This House is a Circus.
Yeah, tune, anger, big tune anger. for me. Controversy yeah. though tomorrow night. I'm gonna record it. Controversy on just something. I think there'll be a discussion anyway. Not between us. Nothing to do. Don't worry. It's not one of our controversies. But it's for I'm me. There's a for me. I was shocked by something. That's all I'll say. But yeah, um, from the fan tune in for that, listeners. Perspective. Yeah. That'll be next week for you guys though. If if you want that a week early though. Then subscribe, yeah. subscribe, subscribe on Spotify. Oh, or that'll be available right now. Right, as you listen to this, yeah. that'll be available that'll right now for subscribers. If your interest yeah. has been suitably peaked, then you can chuck a five of a month at us. A b- yeah. little bit less on Apple because a video isn't available on there. And if that isn't enough money, stuff. then we're still crying out for people to tell us what if, what you would pay for the features, and we would look at the pricing structure in order to bring more of you into our lovely fold of subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. into our house. People in there, which is not a circus. Yeah, <laughs> it was very partridge, wasn't it? It, it, it is a circus. <laughs> well, it's a house, and it's not a circus. It? Oh it says, god! But I'm not a hoe. <laughs> hold down. <laughs> I'm going down, but I'm, I'm not, not a hoe. <laughs> right, say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. Goodbye and get well soon, Alex. Please. I mean, he will be well by now. He'll, he'll done a triumphant Glastonbury set by now, but. Anyway, yeah. And I'll barely remember it. Bye.
Believe the Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.